best, simple as playing. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host. Let me check in on my brother. Junior, how you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me on. Always fun. I'm looking, always looking forward to it. Exactly, man. We're, we're happy to have you, Junior. Junior, man, today we got a real special guest, man. We, we, we got my guy, Grant, man. And this has been one of my homies for the longest. You know, most people do not know this, man, but I've been playing basketball since, man, since fourth, fifth grade. And Grant was one of my first homies I made in the AAU basketball, man. Shout out to Sports Strong, man. So, you know, we're really happy to have you on, Grant. You know what I'm saying? You, you've always been a, a great fan of the show, a great friend of mine. And and now it's, it's about time we have you on, man. So go ahead and introduce yourself and say a little bit to the fans about yourself, man. Thank you. Thank you, John. I, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, I'm super excited to, you know, talk basketball. Um, so, yeah, like John said, I'm, I'm Grant. I uh, used to play CYO or AAU back in the day with John. Um, we've, we've kept in touch here and there. We never went to the same school. But uh, we've always been homies and we both – connected on the love of basketball um at colorado state and just watching basketball as much as i can love it i'm a golden state warriors fan if you can tell by the jerseys uh (laughs) (laughs) little 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 you know a little bad blood right there but you know um, (laughs) it's all good we 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 like that bad blood over here (laughs) definitely that's 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 the move. If you like basketball, that's what matters. Even if you're a Celtics fan, exactly, <laughs> man. No matter what team you like over here, at Clutch Talk, we got it. We got a place for you, man. But uh, but today we got a real special episode for you guys. Uh, we got the trade deadline winners and losers, man. I'm real excited to get into this because uh, the this trade deadline was. It was nice. You know, it wasn't as nice as I expected. You know, I expected a lot more big splashes from from teams. And, you know, like if you guys check, haven't heard the trade deadline rumors episode, make sure you guys go check that out because we talk about all the rumors, you know, see the ones that came true, the ones that didn't. Um, but, yeah, so I just feel like this season, you know, there wasn't as many trades as, as there would be in past seasons because of these uh, playing games, kind of like how we mentioned in the trade deadline rumors episode. So, uh, so I mean, I'm just, I'm just ready to get into this. You guys ready to ju- talk about some of these trades? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do this, man. So, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and just start off with the, 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 the three team trades. So there, were, there was only two three team trades that happened this season, and the first one was earlier in the season between the Nets, the Rockets, and the Cavs, and uh, that's the famous James Harden trade. You know, the, the Nets got James Harden, a 2024 second round pick. The Rockets got Karis LeVert, Dante Exum, three first round picks from the Nets, and uh, and the first round pick from the Cavaliers as well, and the Cavaliers got Jared Allen and, and Terion Prince. So, how, how do you guys feel about, about this pick, man? I mean, about this trade? I mean, it's kind of Kind of obvious, but I, I want to get your guys' uh, taste on it, man. So you guys go ahead and talk to me. I mean, it was a pretty lopsided trade, I, I'd say, because uh, no one here is on the level of James Harden. So yeah. it's just an example of the rich being richer type of deal. Uh, we see here, you know, the Nets already had a pretty good team without James Harden. Now they add James Harden to the mix. Um, in a sense, it was good for Kar- for Karis LeVert, you know, because they uh, uncovered that some health complications with for him, and it's it's uh, may have saved his life. So in that sense, it's good. But uh, he didn't even stay with the Rockets, right? I think he, he he ended up getting moved to Indiana. So it's interesting because then Oladipo, spoiler alert, doesn't stay with the Rockets. So it's just the Rockets basically ended up getting Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek for James Harden. And that's just man, uh, yeah, a bunch of picks, but poorly ran franchises I've ever seen. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 bad initially, and it just got bad, it just got worse when they became you know Avery Bradley and Olenek. And Bradley might even get bought out, I heard. So it's just yeah, not 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 a good trade, in my opinion. Okay, how, how do you feel about that, Grant? Yeah, um, I, I agree with him on most points. You know, of course, the Nets won that. I mean, when you get James Harden, uh, you're getting an amazing playmaker, can score anytime he wants, can just take over a game. The man's a baller, you know. You guys know. You guys watch him. But the Rockets, it's just – it's 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 really disappointing. You know, they, they could have gotten so much more, and they had 
you know, plenty of time. Like I felt like it was drawn out. It came into when when did that happen? January, February? In January. Yeah, yeah, January. So that, you know, it, it got drawn out through a month through the season. So they had time to check their options. And I, personally, I think the Cavs, they, I think the Nets won this trade, but the Cavs, they also slightly won it because they snuck in there. What they give up Exum in a pick or two, and they got Jared Allen and Torian. Yeah. Like Jared Allen's really solid. Good young big. I really like that guy. Yeah, and they were able to move on from Javale McGee just because they, they have such a reliable center in Jared Allen. So absolutely, they definitely obviously didn't win the trade because of because of the Nets, but they definitely came out better than they were. You know, so that's good for them. Okay, all right. That's that, that, that that's really interesting. So let's move on to the the other three team trade, which is between the 76ers, the Knicks and the Thunder. Uh the 76ers got George Hill, the Knicks got Terrence Ferguson, and the Thunder added Austin Rivers, Tony Bradley and 2025 and 2026 second round pick from the 76ers. So how are you guys feeling uh, about this trade, man? Because I'm feeling like the Sixers won. I'm feeling like out of, out of all these players, the, the Sixers won because they, they 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 get George Hill, a veteran point guard who can who can help Tyrese Maxey and help them in their in their playoff push. But I believe the real real losers are actually the Thunder, man. Because if the Thunder are trying to rebuild, if they're in you know rebuild mode, then they should want to lose as much as possible while giving their best young player as many shots as possible. But they just brought in Austin Rivers, which I, again doesn't make you doesn't make you better. But you're going to win a little bit more games, and you're taking away shots from from SGA. Like if you're losing these games, you should let SGA get 30 shots a game so he can make all these mistakes and learn. But now you bring another guard to take the ball away from SGA, man. That like that really makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, but talk to me, how you guys feel about this trade? I agree with you in the sense that it, it, the Sixers got the better end of the trade, but at the same time, they were able to move on from George Hill's contract. They're clearly, they're in rebuild mode. You know what I mean? So all they really want to do is get picks and 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 uh, not like they don't have enough. Get picks and dump bad contracts, right? So they were able to dump George Hill's contract, and George Hill is not, you know, a difference maker to a player. So you don't want that that contract on the books. And they were able to get more picks now. So they have they now have 34 picks over the next seven years. Wow. So it's it's uh you know it's just an absolute just haul of picks for them. I mean, they're gonna like I don't even think don't even think they could use all 34 picks and 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 I but at least they'll have more you know leverage and things to be able to trade. But I'm gonna say something because remember we always gotta put something on wax. So I'm gonna put something on wax here. Uh, another another clutch talk on wax. I'm calling this right now. After this whole, these seven years, not even maybe after the whole seven years, but like within the next seven years, when the Thunder have 34 picks, the NBA is going to come out with a rule about having a maximum number of picks within an allotted amount of years. That's what I'm calling right now. I think something, because I mean, they're really just exploiting the system, right? Because think about the, think about how Thunder fans must feel. Like you got to go to an arena and watch nobody play. And, you know, you're going to be what, Googling a 2032 draft class. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it just it makes it makes no sense. So, so uh, I think that it's going to be something that they'll probably put some sort of rule that you know you can't have more than X amount of picks in the next five years or something like that, or a minimum number of picks. So teams can't just be willy nilly throwing them away. You know. Right. Now, Junior, I, I got to ask you: Did you hear that from your inside leak source, or what? What's the inside leak source right here? This one is all all. <laughs> I didn't talk to Woj on this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Grant, how do, you, how do you feel about that three-team trade between the Sixers, Thunder, and the Knicks? Um, so that was that was interesting. Obviously, the Sixers, uh, you know, they were they're kind of hoping to get Lowry, as it seemed, um, with the asking price is a little too big for the Raptors. Um, but, you know, George Hill, he's, he's been a solid backup. Guard started with Milwaukee, I'm pretty sure, for a little bit. Um, he can shoot the ball. He he doesn't play make too too much, but you know he's he's a good fit for a backup point guard, and that's what they needed. And you know if they really wanted to contend with the Nets and everyone else in the East, and you know hopefully get to that to that championship, they 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 needed that I think so. Um, but but what you said, John, about the Austin Rivers thing with the Thunder, I I agree. But also, do you think? Uh, do you think they're going to be given many minutes? Like, 
you know, I think they got to be got to be running. You, they got to be running SGA Lou Dort. They got to be running Darius Baisley. You know, all exactly. And that's why I don't even understand why you bring him on. So, do you bring him on just to sit on the bench? Because, like how you said, they need to run every play through Dort, through SGA, through Darius Baisley, because though, like, that's the future of the team. So. To me, it just makes absolute no sense as to why they even brought Austin Rivers on. Like, did you bring him on to sit on the bench? Did you bring him on, you know, for whatever? But, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what they got in the, up their sleeve. But I think it could be solid off the bench. I think it always helps to have, you know, a solid bench option, somebody who's, who's you know, just going to be able to give you at least something when your starters are resting, you know. And I think that I think that Rivers fills this role pretty well. When he was on the Rockets, he was doing that pretty well, in my opinion. Yeah was being able to just kind of, you know, come off the bench when, when Chris Paul and, and, uh, and, and Harden were on, were on the bench, just coming off the bench, providing them decent scoring. You know I mean? If you can get, if you can get a, a bench player averaging, you know, what well, he's at 7.3 points a game, like you can't really complain about that too much, you know? Like, so I don't think it's a horrible pickup. Okay. All right. So, all right. So that is, that, that, that's it for our three team trade. So now let's go ahead and get into these, to these regular two team trades, man. So uh, I wanted to, I wanted to highlight this one, you know, this is an easy one for the Rockets. Uh, The Rockets got Kevin Porter Jr. And uh, the Cavaliers got second round pick and basically for nothing, the the, the Rockets got this youngin, this youngin 20 year old peer score. You know, I I know he had a little bit of that, of that incident with the, with the Cavaliers to where I believe he threw like a couple of noodles at an owner or something like that. And he said that he said something about uh, that the NBA's modern day slavery and the Cavs just cut him. They, they just cut him and the rock (laughs) and then, and then, then the Rockets picked him up, man. So so here he is, man. So we, we, we got Kevin Porter Jr., young guy. You know, he's a real pure scorer. So I, I went ahead and gave the winners to the Rockets. How do you guys feel about this one? I agree. I agree that this was a steal. I mean, he's, he's worth a lot more than a second-round pick. Uh, so, I mean, there's not even much that I need to say about this one. Like, the Rockets won this one. Seems like the only right thing they did, but they won it by a lot. So, I mean, that's it's going to be a good pickup, and I think that the, the, the Cavaliers are going to be kind of kind of uh, kicking themselves for this one later. And it's just, I mean, it's a combination. Like, who could be the worst front office? The Cavaliers and the <laughs> Rockets are just there fighting tooth and nail for the worst front office title. <laughs> but, the, but the Timberwolves are already there. <laughs> the Timberwolves are there, too. Yeah, the Timberwolves are there, too. Okay. Uh, uh, Grant, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I mean, clearly you guys, you guys hit on it. Kevin Porter Jr., that dude is not worth a second-round pick. He's... He's young. He can score. He can pass. He he gets some steals on the defensive end. You know, he does all that, and he's athletic. And what is he, like 20, 21? So. 20, yeah, youngin. Yeah, so he's going to get a lot of minutes on the Rockets. I like that a lot. And the Cavs, man, I I heard that they, you know, he, he requested a trade and freaked out because his locker was replaced when uh, Torian Prince came in. Yeah. You know, that you, you got a young asset like that on a rebuilding Cavs team, you you can't treat him like that. Right. Exactly. exactly. Even though you know he's he's had his off off court troubles, but you know. Exactly. Gotta- exactly. All right. So let me l- let me move on to the to the next trade we got between the Knicks and the Pistons, man. So the Knicks acquired Derrick Rose and the Pistons acquired Dennis Smith Jr. I actually think the winner here is the Pistons, surprisingly. Uh, I think the Pistons because Derrick Rose is a 32-year-old point guard with major, major injury history. And Derrick Jones Jr. is uh, – Dennis Smith Jr. is a 23-year-old with tons of bounce, tons of potential. And when he when he got drafted, he was getting comparisons to, to Baron Davis. But I do want to bring up – I do want to bring up something because – now, I feel like a lot of people have for, just forgotten about Dennis Smith Jr. Like three years ago, before Luca was the man, he had the keys to the Mavericks. Like, but when Luca was still was still overseas and had yet got drafted, he was the man. They were giving him the keys, and that was going to be his team next year. Luca Luca got drafted. They traded him away to the Knicks to to bring in Kristaps uh, Porzingis, and that's it. And ever since then, he's just never gotten playing time and never fit uh, fit any system that he's been on. So you know, I really hope that the Pistons give Dennis Smith Jr. a chance here to 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 blossom as a player, which I know he could be. But uh, how do you guys feel about this trade? Who do you think won, the Knicks or the Pistons? 
So it's it's tough to say because I think Derek Rose is the better player right now between the two. But uh, Dennis Smith obviously has more upside because he is 23 and he does have bounds. You know, he's just a, he's just a good player overall. But I mean, he was averaging three points a game on the on the Knicks, and now he's up to seven and a half. So you know, he's 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 getting more opportunity, more time to play. So I think this is good for him. And this is good for Derrick Rose, too, because it got him out of Detroit and into a, you know, not that the Knicks are title contenders, but they're at least better than Detroit. So they could, they could you know, at least try to do something. I mean, they're, they're currently in the playoff hunt. So I think that uh, – I think it was a good pickup. I think it was a, it was a trade where both teams kind of won, in, in, in my opinion. You know, somebody gets better now. Somebody's going to get better for the future. You know, I just don't know exactly what's going on in Detroit because – uh, I mean, they've just like traded away a lot of good players. They got rid of Drummond, they got rid of Blake Griffin. They got rid of um, I'm blanking, but they've just they've just gotten rid of a lot of good players recently and almost got nothing back in return. You know, so it's kind of tough to it's kind of tough to to look at that team and say it's being well run because I don't think it is. But I guess Dennis Smith Jr. is better than nothing. Hey, you know, before we move on to the next trade, I do want to bring up Jeremy Grant, man. I bet he's kicking himself in the butt right now. He's like, man, why did I leave Denver? <laughs> he just wanted but, to get that bag. He's, 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 he's getting his money, though, and he's playing much better. So, like, he might be upset in terms of, like, he's not going to win anything team success-wise, but individual success-wise, he's getting a lot more recognition. Definitely, definitely. How do you feel about this trade, Grant? Yeah, I mean uh... – Junior kind of hit on all of it. Like, what I'm thinking is, you know, the the Knicks are they, you know, when when was the last time they went to the playoffs? 2013, right? 2012. I think so, yeah, it's been a while. Um, so you know, they they they're trying to get their their fans some hope back. So they're trying to get back in the playoffs. I think that's that's probably why they did this trade. You know, they got got obviously a veteran. You know, he's he's had his injury history, but he's he's been playing well and. I think they that's why they went for that. But um, like Junior said, I think they won that this year. But in the long run, if the Pistons give Dennis Smith Jr. the time to develop and, you know, the, the in-game time, I think they won that for sure. Definitely. Definitely. I like that. All right. So so now let's uh, – Let's move to the next trade, man. This trade starts to get a little, a little more juicy, man. You know what I'm saying? This, these, these players really make the team a lot better. So let's go to the trade between the Bucks and the Rockets. Uh, the Bucks, the Bucks acquired PJ Tucker, a second round, a second round pick, and 2022 first round pick. And the Rockets acquired DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson, the 2021 first round pick, and the 2023 first round pick. So who do you guys got winning this trade, and why? Talk to me. Take the lead, Grant. Go first. I, I, you know, I got the Bucks winning this. I think I don't, I don't think they gave up too much as, a, uh, in terms of picks. And, um, you know, DJ Augustine didn't seem like they, he hoped or he turned out to be, you know, what they hoped to be, like a little shooter on the outside, run the backup point. But uh, I don't know. I haven't from the Bucks games I watched this year. I he doesn't seem like he's been that good. So I don't think they gave up too much to get. PJ Tucker, who's going to be a good shooter, can put some physicality in there on the defensive end, get some boards, you know, get them scrappy plays. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I didn't have too many thoughts on this trade. It was it was very interesting. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I agree with you. I think the Bucks won it. PJ Tucker helps them become better. You know, I think uh, I'm not going to say a world better, but significantly better. And they didn't have to give up much for him. So overall, good, you know, good moves by the Bucks front office. That's that. I think the Bucks have a good front office. They run things well. They were able to retain, play, at least retain Giannis. And, uh, and, and, you know, they were able to put good pieces around them, like Drew Holiday. So I, I think they're doing a good job. And I think Peter Tucker is another example of that. Definitely, definitely. I, I agree with both of you guys. I, I think the Bucks did won this trade as, as well because, you know, like how Grant mentioned, they, they needed uh, players to be tough and do, do the dirty work and be able to guard, you know, other teams' bigs. While P.A. Tucker himself isn't a big, he's, you know, he's able to physicality guard, guard these bigs. And around Giannis, the, the, more the, shooter, the more shooters you have, the better. You know, yeah. Giannis, Giannis is, is a super driving kick type player. We know P.J. Tucker loves to shoot that corner three. So maybe maybe that'll work for the Bucks and, and for P.J. Tucker. 
so let's move on to the next trade, man. So the next trade, we got the Chicago Bulls who acquired Nikola Vucevic and Alfred Camino and the Magic got Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, and two first-round picks. Talk to me about this highway robbery. <laughs> How do you guys feel? Grant, I, I, want you to t- I want you to talk to me about this one because I've seen you shaking your head, man. This is a mm. highway robbery. Dude, the Bulls, man, they got they got their second All Star. I I I'm tuning into Bulls games now. I haven't been looking at you know I haven't been watching many Bulls games. Just like they've been decent this year, but now they got two All Stars. The one confusing thing to me is um, how the defensive side is going to work. You know, with with Vucevic and Markinen now, you you got rid of uh, Gafford. I guess they got Tice too. Um, yeah, but, Daniel Tice. But you know, I like. Both Markinen and Vucevic could both shoot that three ball, so they could space the floor. I just, I when that trade happened, I could not stop and think about you know Zach Levine coming off of Vuce screen, Vucevic just peels off pick and pop, just drop it back to him. It's gonna be it's nice. Got potential. It's gonna be nice for sure. No, I mean Magic got absolutely finessed, and it was crazy because I heard reports that they wanted a pretty big haul for Vucevic, and he deserves it. He's an All Star. But somehow they got stuck with Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. I'm not sure how that happened. And I am not sure how other teams around the league are not kicking themselves saying, we have a lot more to offer than those two players. Why did we not put a bid in, you know? Because I think that, you know, you look at almost any team they could have offered, you know, take a look at, you know, any team they could have offered something better than those two picks. Knicks. Knicks. I mean, even look, if you want to even look at your own team, look at the Warriors, right? Like, would you give up Andrew Wiggins for Vucevic? I would as a Warriors fan, you know? So, 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 uh, or even also talk about the Lakers, you know, like I give up pretty much, you know, anybody outside of the starting five. If I would give up actually Marcus Hall and any other combination, well, not any other, but, you know, a fair amount of combinations there to be able to get somebody like Vucevic. So I'm not sure how <coughs> the Bulls ended up with them, but they won that for sure. You would, you would give up Dennis Schroeder and Trez? No. Not both. I wouldn't of them. do. I wouldn't That's do that either. One. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> you can't right. give up both the six men. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I would give one of them, if any one of them by themselves and with some picks, I would. Yeah. Like okay. Dennis in a first, or, or or Montrez in a first, I would do that. You you would you would give up De- you would give De- uh you would give up Dennis in a first, For even Nicola though Lusevich. even though that Dennis like provides a lot is really besides Anthony Davis and LeBron is the only player on our team that can just get a bucket, just give him the ball and get a bucket type player. Yes, I would. Because I think Vucevic is too good of a player that you pass up on for somebody like Dennis Schroeder. I like Dennis. I like Dennis a lot. And it's tough because you can't really replace Vucevic with Dennis where you could do that with Montrezl Hero, right? Cause they're both big, yeah. but, but I still would because Vucevic is a good player and doesn't become available very often. So, you know, I, I'd find a way and then I would just look to be signing some guards or, you know, trading for some other guards and just try to make it work that way, you know. Uh, okay. But, I mean, that's that's a if scenario. So does it yeah. really matter at this point? We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't even know how that would work, too, because Anthony Davis has expressed that he doesn't want to play center. And in that situation, he kind of would have to, you know. So it's 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 more complicated than just, oh, here's what I would do, but. But, uh, you know, I think that I think that back to the whole Bulls magic thing, I think the Bulls definitely won this trade. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys, man. The Bulls definitely won this trade. They just they just paired they just paired Zach Levine, who's an all star, Lori Marketing, who's a unicorn all star with another all star who's averaging 25, 11, 40 from th- and shooting 40 percent from three. And all they gave up was Wendell Carter and Otto Porter. That's and Otto Porter had a ridiculous contract that they got rid of as well. Yeah. So, so that's so like that, to to me, man. Grant, I totally agree with you. How you said I'm tuning into all Bulls games now, all Bulls games. Yeah. It's gonna be I'm there, man. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's, I have it's exciting. De- definitely. So I, I have a question for you guys. Then, so right now the Bulls currently stand in a tenth place in in the Eastern Conference. Adding a player like Nikola Vucevic, who is an all-star, 25 and 11 type player, does that get him in the top six, top top five? How do you guys feel? I don't know about top five, 
but I think they're going to be now in the playoff run. I think that because, I mean, all this is being 10th to at least get in the playing game. So, you know, they'll, they'll be able to, I think they'll be able to either make it to the playoffs, like automatically, so be top six, or make it through a play-in game. Because I, I, I can't really think of six teams better than them uh, in the East. So I, they're, they're definitely, they definitely stepped up a lot with this Vucevic pickup. But we got to see how he's going to match with the team. Grant, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I, I agree with Junior. It's, uh, it's you know, you got to, you got to, uh, you got to get that chemistry and it's already, you know, halfway through the season, over halfway through the season. Um, but, you know, they're, you said they're at ninth place or right? Tenth place. Tenth place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they got it. I mean, that's, that's the place they need to get to. And with an addition like that, I think they, you know, they're only going to win like more games, I think, but it's, it's, it's a matter of if they can get the, get the chemistry there. And, you know, maybe get into the playoffs, not just into the plan. Um, but I don't, I don't think – I think they got to be a, a, in the plan in my mind. They, 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 they definitely got to be in the plan. In my, in my mind, they need to get to top five because, you know, having a player like Zach Levine and then two unicorns with, with uh, Vucevic and Louis Marketing. <laughs> To me, how can they not be in the top five? Uh, of course, you know, they're not better than the Sixers. They're not better than the Bucks. They're not better than the Nets. But they're better than the fourth-seeded Hornets. They're in my – with the addition The Hornets of, are not going to stay there for long. They okay. lost Lamella. So, are they better than the Heat? They're not better than the Heat, but they're better, they than, better the than the Celtics. But the Heat are in seventh place, and the Celtics are well, but in the, eighth. But the Heat are going to – the Heat, they just picked up – they just picked up Victor Oladipo to pair with Jimmy Butler. Didn't lose Hero. Didn't lose Robinson. And they're the favorites, Lynn, LaMarcus Aldridge. So okay. I don't think they're better. So not better than the Bucks, not better than the Sixers, not better than the Nets. I don't think they're better than the Heat. I don't think they're better than the Celtics. I don't think they're better than the Pacers. So it starts getting close. Maybe you can make an argument about the Pacers, but it starts getting really dicey at that point, right? And, and then what happens with the Raptors? Because the Raptors, they're like a streaky team. They'll win 11, they'll lose 11. They'll win 11, they'll lose 11, right? So that's another team you got to kind of look out for, I think. So, so I, I, you know, very interesting point that you you bring about about the Heat and adding adding players like 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 Victor Oladipo, and w- which we'll, we'll talk we'll talk later about. But I have a question for you. You know, um, basketball a lot of it is about matchups, right? And now the Bulls, like I just like I just mentioned, have two unicorns at seven foot at the center position. So if they play the Heat in a way, I don't know if the Heat could guard those two players. Like, who do they have on the Heat that's going to be able to shut down? two unicorn bigs that can shoot threes at a high clip and be able to be, uh, be bully in the post. Well, Bam Adebayo can definitely get on Vucevic. Only one. Only one. You, yeah, you got to put I, him on Vuce. Vooch. Yeah. And, and, that maybe that's tough. So that's, so that's tough because I agree that, that, that the Miami Heat guards will take it to the Bulls guards. But don't think Zach Levine not going for some. Because Zach Levine, he's putting he's putting up whatever Victor Oladipo is putting up ten times on a better field goal percentage. Yeah, but I mean Oladipo's on a scrub either, right? So like, I, and I think that that they have definitely definitely Bam Adebayo is the best big in this conversation between Vucevic and 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 Markin. The thing about Markin is it's a little inconsistent too. So you can have Markin that's popping and that's great, but if you don't have Markin, you know doing his work, then it gets a little tough. And, and, and then you can make an argument. Can uh, Precious Achua guard him? Can Bielitsa guard him? Can Iguodala put the clamps on him? Because Iguodala's a good uh, <laughs> I think you're making a stretch. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that he's going to for sure lock him down, but you're going to definitely need marketing and firing on all cylinders. And I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see how that's going to go, right? Look at the Jazz, for example. Last year, they had the same roster they have this year. But this year they're much better because they've had time to mesh because they've had time to get together. So it's just about a, it's just about you know seeing how well they're going to come together, how long it's going to take them to come together, and you know is thirty games until playoffs? I'm going to say is thirty games enough time? You know, and, and I guess that's what we're going to see. Definitely, definitely. So I'm real excited to see that, man. I'm excited to see the Bulls and for the rest of the the rest of their season. But let's go on and talk about the next trade man we got a trade between the blazers and the raptors man the blazers acquired norman powell and the raptors acquired gary trent jr and rodney hood wow wow is rodney hood still injured 
Rod- Rodney Hood. I, I don't. I don't believe so because I don't think, I think he traded. No, he's back. He's back. He's back. Okay. I'm pretty sure I just um last week or so. So let me ask you guys, man. So what? How do you guys feel about this? Because Blazers, they won. Blazers. How do you feel, Grant? Player. It's it's a little confusing because uh you know like Norman Powell he's got that uh he's got that player option but he he isn't gonna take that next year he's it's like eleven million or something like that he's he's worth way more than that so he's not gonna take that so the question is is that just a one year rental or can they find the money to you know resign him on a contract um, and you know for the Raptors side of things they got Gary Trent Jr. who's looked good this year. I've liked him. I think a lot of people have liked him. He's looked good and while CJ McCollum's been out and he's a little bit younger than Norm. Um, so I don't know, just, just you know, it's it's a very confusing trade to me. I did not see that happening. I didn't see Gary Trent leaving Portland or anything like that, but I do think Portland won that this year for sure. Norm Powell's I, I I agree I agree with you. That definitely came out of left field. Like I didn't see Gary Trent getting traded like out of nowhere. I thought he was actually a great role player for that team. But man, I agree with you guys. The Blazers won. Norman Powell to me like and and I wrote this down and I don't I don't want you guys to lose it. But to me, Norman Powell is like another CJ. He really is another CJ, right? Because he put up thirty five points today against the Heat. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Right. Because I, I, I was typing this out. I was like, I was like, Norman Powell is another CJ. Right. And then I was like, is he really? So I'm looking on basketball reference. Right. CJ only averages 23 points per game on 40 on 43 percent from the field and 42 percent from deep. Norman Powell only averages 20 points per game on 50 percent from the field and 43 percent from, from three. So he only averages three less points than him. So man, I'm thinking the Blazers just added just they just gave themselves a a third player who can just go get a bucket from anywhere. Just give him the ball, and you can bet a bucket will is gonna come from this man. So ah, that's exciting, man. The Blazers just got a lot more exciting. Um, I, I, Junior, how do you feel about this trade, man? No, I I agree that I think that the Blazers won the trade, and 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 they got you know a really solid player in Norman Powell so you know it's going to be exciting it's going to help them a lot with their playoff push uh because they're I think they're one one of the teams in the west that are a little bit of a fringe teams in terms of making the playoffs which is nuts because they're a great team but the west is just so stacked and so competitive that teams like the Blazers are French teams you know and I know right now they're sitting in uh, sixth place but I mean it's really close if they fall the seventh, they get in a play-in tournament, and then you're never going to see what's going to have to happen. But, you know, they just beat the the Heat, so that, that helps them a lot. And, and now we just kind of have to see, you know, what the deal is going to be and if they'll be able to, if the if the Blazers are going to be able to, you know, take Norman Powell and kind of have him playing at that level. So because now he's going to go to be, what, like a third option, you know. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Maybe even fourth because is he going to get, you know, is he going to get looks over Carmelo? Look at Carmelo is old, but he's got seniority and he's got his name, you know. So we'll have to see how he's going to adapt in, in 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 the team. Okay, so uh, an- another question to you guys about about seeding m- moving forward. As Junior mentioned, the, the Blazers are currently in sixth place with the addition of Norman Powell and, like I mentioned, basically another CJ. Does this get him in the top five? Because the top five are elite in the West. We got number one Jazz, number two Suns, number three Clippers, number four Lakers, and number five Nuggets. Does adding Norman Powell get them in the fifth seed? Because it definitely doesn't get him in the fourth seed. <laughs> Does not get him in the fifth seed. It, it just keeps them in the sixth seed because I think that they they could have definitely have a risk of falling out of that sixth seed if they were if they were if they were without Norman Powell, without Norman Powell because Paul Powell because uh, they had the Mavericks behind them. Who could make some noise? The Spurs, I don't think, will make a lot of noise. The Grizzlies could definitely make a push. The Warriors could definitely make a push. Anytime you have Steph Curry, you have the opportunity to make a push. The Pelicans can make a push because they they have they have a good roster. So you know they got a lot of teams fighting for that six seed because that's basically the last spot that you don't have to play a playing game. So it's it's a pretty coveted spot, and I think that uh, having Norman Powell helps them stay there. Without him, I don't even know how long they would have lasted there. So. That's uh, that's what that's that's what I think about it. What about you, Grant? You know, y'all y'all aren't gonna like this a little bit, but with the injuries, 
Lakers are only like I think it's like two games ahead of the Blazers right now. Yeah. And you know, you got weeks and weeks without them too. It's that's gonna be tough. Um yeah. you know, the Lakers are still a good team without LeBron and A D, but those are they're definitely the key pieces. Yeah. No, I could definitely see something where the Lakers, you know, slip a couple of slip a couple of, you know, spots down. At first I thought if it was just LeBron, maybe they wouldn't slip so much, but now without both of them, it's going to be a little tough. But I think that uh at least I hope that the Lakers are prioritizing, you know, the offseason, the 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 playoffs. I think it's a lot more important to, you know, be the 8th seed and healthy than be the first seed all banged up. You know, especially when you got two, you know, wild cards like 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 LeBron and AD. So we'll have to see what happens. But yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't I don't fully disagree with you there. Yeah, yeah that 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 definitely is interesting point, Grant. That that you bring up about the the Lakers in, injuries, you know, because that that definitely will will, will hurt them. Uh, so I have a question to you guys regarding the injuries and and seedings as well. So my question to you guys is. Like how Grant mentioned with the the Lakers injuries, if they fall to you know a six seed, you know I really don't think that that they would fall to a seven seed. But let's say that that they do fall as far as a six seed, and the playoffs happen to start. Do you think that right before the playoffs, uh, right before playoffs start, mo- and some teams will realize okay the Lakers are in the six seed only because they lost LeBron and AD for so long during the season that other teams will start to trying to lose games because. We all know the Lakers aren't a six seed if LeBron and AD are in. They're a one seed. So my question to you guys is, do you think other teams kind of try to scramble and lose a couple of games at the end just so they don't have to face that, 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 that I guess, six-seeded Lakers but really isn't a six-seeded Lakers? Kind of like how the Blazers were last season with uh, they made that play-in game, then Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins, and everybody came back, and it wasn't a really a play-in game like that anymore. So yeah. how, do you guys, how do you guys think about that? That's, 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 that's an interesting point that I didn't really think about, but yeah, I, I could see that happening. You know, I mean, it's gonna, I don't think it's going to be like egregious where teams are like purposely like, you know, missing shots and, you know, breaking them. But, but I definitely think that they're, they're going to be not as motivated to win games when maybe, you know, they have the opportunity to drop a spot, you know, and play instead of playing the six seeded, you know, Lakers, they could play the seven seeded like Grizzlies, you know what I mean? Like, or I guess fifth seeded because they, they would lose games. Something like that, you know. So I, I definitely think that it's possible, but we'll have to see what happens, you know, by the end of the season. How do you feel about that, Grant? Yeah, I mean, if I was a three seed and the Lakers were the six seed, man, I would be shaking in my boots. <laughs> those two were back, and those two were back. I would be scared, man. But oh, yeah, no, I that's that's a very interesting point you bring up. I've never, I never really thought about that, you know, like. That that could be the case, but I I don't see coaches. You know, I feel like the coaches are gonna, you know, push their teams to win unless yeah. like you know, they're, unless they're like a lock on some seed, like they're not gonna risk injuring someone. But I, I feel like you know, not many coaches, if any, like would tell their players like I like you know, let's go out and get a loss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely think that if it comes, it would come from players just kind of sandbagging. Definitely not like coaches being like, all right, go out and just play, you know, play like garbage. True, true. Okay, okay. That, that, that I just wanted to get, get you guys' take on that. What do you think, but- John? I I I agree with you guys. I think that it'll be more of a more of a player ran thing. Like the players would kind of be like, "Hey, like I'm not trying to play a six seeded Lakers that LeBron and AD are coming back." Uh, I I agree. Again, don't think that coaches will be out there telling their players to miss. Um, But let's move on to the next trade, man. Uh, The Dallas Mavericks they acquired JJ Redick and Nico Melli, and the the New Orleans Pelicans got James Johnson. Wesley Andaku, that's a hard name to say. And this and, and a second Where do you see round, a <laughs> and a second <laughs> and a second round and a second round pick, man. So talk to me. How do you guys feel about this trade? Uh go ahead, Grant. Uh you know, I like it from the Mavericks perspective. I uh, you know, they, they got another shooter just to surround Luca, you know, someone just to dish it out on the drives they're they're great passing team outside of him too so I think it's that's that's good he has had um you know I haven't haven't watched much of the Pelicans recently but 
I know at the beginning of the year for a while, he was not shooting the ball very well or up to his standards at least. Um, but, you know, it's, it's J.J. Redick. Keep on shooting, you know. He's an amazing shooter and he always will be. So I think that's a, that's a win for the Mavericks, getting him. Definitely. How do you, how do you feel about that, Jenner? I agree. I think that, um, I think that Dallas won this trade just because really they have, they got JJ Redick. You know what I mean? It's not like, I think that all the other players are fringe players, you know, fringe bench players at best. JJ Redick's really the only player there that's, you know, I guess just a solid bench player. So I, I, I give the, I give the Mavericks a win on this one. Me too, man. The, the Dallas Mavericks, they just added a, a sharp shooter who, in the fifteen seasons that in the fifteen seasons he's had, he's averaging forty one percent from the three, man. So that definitely, definitely extremely high. So, um, so l- let's move on to the next trade, man. We got a trade between the Heat and the Thunder. The Heat acquired T A. Man, Cuddy, Cuddy, Trevor Ariza for Myers Leonard and a 2027, 2027 second round pick. How do you guys feel about this one, man? Uh, well. Uh, my owner got already cut. He got bought out already, right? So, already got bought out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Man. it was really basically Trevor Ariza for for a twenty twenty seven second round pick. Um, I don't really understand why teams do that, right? Like, why are you going to trade for a player who's just going to buy him out? Like, I, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Is so, it is it salary cut maybe? So like that. maybe, yeah. I mean, I I don't really know exactly why, but I'm thinking like if they have salary cap issues, then why even bring you know why even discuss that player? Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, that that's what happened. So, um, but Trevor Ariza too, like, he's not Trevor Ariza that he used to be, you know what I mean? Like, he's a smart player. He's a veteran presence, but, you know, they didn't trade for prime Trevor Ariza or anything like that. So I think that, you know, yeah, it's just a 2027 second round pick, but it's not like, I, technically the Heat won the trade because they got the only player in it, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a, you know, a landslide or like a, a hole like the, like, like, like the Bulls did you know, on the, on the magic. So that's what I think about it. What about you, Grant? I, you know, I haven't really thought much about this trade, but that's purely for the sake of what you just said. Trevor Ariza is past his prime. And I don't even know if he's played much this year. I haven't really seen him at all. Um, But, you know, that could bring some veteran leadership to the locker room. Um, You know, you got a locker room full of young guys and, they just went to the finals last year. You know, that might that might help off the bench, but um, overall kind of a little bit of a dull trade in my mind. Right. I mean, we just saw Trevor Ariza today. They played uh, – Miami played the, uh, the the Blazers. And Trevor Ariza fouled Damian Lillard at the three with one second left. So, <laughs> if anything, I already – he gave him a loss right there because the game was tied. <laughs> Dame shot a three and missed, and it was one of those those just BS fouls. Like after the, after the after the ball had already left his hand, he just slapped his elbow, and it was just like a rookie move, but cost them the game. And now um, they have they've lost five games in a row now, so definitely need to see how they're going to turn that around. That's all bad. But all right, so let's move on to the other trade, man. The other Miami Heat trade. The Houston Rockets acquired Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and the Miami Heat got Victor Oladipo. Wow, man. Talk to me, man. I think that the Heat are the real winners on this one. Um, yeah. Because, because they added a player. So the, the Miami Heat win because they play as a team. That's why the Miami Heat win. Adding a player like Victor Oladipo, if you can get him to buy into that team, you, you, you'll you be able to have a team that can win as a team, but you can also say, hey, go get a bucket for me. You know, just put the ball on the floor, get past your guy, blow by, get a bucket, and Victor Oladipo is that guy for them. Man. Right. So I, I'm, 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 I'm excited for them, Miami. I mean, I'm not excited because, you know, I'm a Lakers fan. I just seen him, I seen him go up against, against my GOAT last year, but – I, I'm excited to see what the Heat are going to be able to do from this, man, because if they were able to get to the championship with that team, adding a player like Victor Oladipo's caliber, what can they do, man? I'm really excited. So talk to me how you guys feel about that. Uh, man, like, yeah, I think for sure the Heat won. Another example of the poor management by the by, by the Rockets. And, and I mean, I would have loved to see Depot in a Lakers uniform, but unfortunately it didn't work out. So, But I just want to see him get a shot, honestly, because, like, he's just been kind of injured and he just hasn't really fit into the Rockets too well. So I think it'll be a good opportunity for him to kind of be over there, you know, heat culture, as they say. So 
we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it looks like Avery Bradley is going to be on the buyout market too. So interesting to see these, a lot of these players getting flipped just to get bought out. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them. What do you think, Grant? Yeah, I mean, the Heat won this by a landslide. They only had to give up Kelly Olenek. I, he, he was starting some games for, for the Heat this year, but I, you know, no, I, I, if I was a Heat fan, I wouldn't be sad about giving him up, so. Right. But I think he was solid, though, last season in the finals. Like, when he came in for Bam Adebayo, he offered good space, and he was shooting threes, and the Lakers really didn't have a big to guard out on the perimeter. It was really just JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, so um, – I mean, aside from Anthony Davis, but, you know, I don't think he was guarding the, the five a lot. So it gave him good space and, and good options there. So I, I, I think he was a solid player. Definitely, you give him up when you have an opportunity to get Victor Oladipo, but it wasn't, um, I guess it wasn't, he wasn't just as bad as, you know, I guess some people made him out to be. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I would definitely give him up. If it, if my team's getting Victor Oladipo, I'm giving up Kelly Olenek, but Victor got he got where he wanted to be. He want, it's, it's been rumored that he's wanted to go to the heat for a while and, you know, he's finally there. So I think, uh, like John was saying, um, if he buys in that, like he could really be a good player for them, that third score an option for them. Um, but yeah, no, I think the heat definitely won this trade and it's, it's, it's good to see, you know, Victor Oladipo in a good situation on a good team, whereas the Rockets kind of – it was just weird. Like, there was just like a waiting period kind of for him it's to get traded, I feel like. A 20-game losing streak waiting period. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So so let's go ahead and talk about the only L.A. team that made a trade deadline around – that made a trade at this trade deadline, man. Let's talk about the Clippers. You know, they acquired – they acquired number nine, Rajon Rondo, and the Hawks got Lou. <laughs> they got Magic City Lou and a second round pick and some cash consideration, man. So, talk to me how you guys feel about this because this is a, one of those one of those um, trades that, like Junior mentioned earlier, the better player is is Lou Williams, but the the Clippers won, in my opinion. I, I don't even know if I'd go that far with the better player being Lou Williams. I think really. Yeah, I think Lou Williams this season hasn't been that good. Last season, I would agree until the playoffs, but uh, but but this season, I don't know. Like, and I need to see Rondo in the playoffs too. Like, I need because you know Rondo's a different player in the playoffs. So so I think that uh, he might look horrible this season with the Clippers, but then when it's playoff time, he's gonna turn it up. And I think Clippers fans will be happy to. Have, I mean, Clippers fans, right? Oxymoron. But uh, <laughs> I think they, they're gonna be happy to have him. So so, so I. I I, you know, I've heard that a lot, actually, from a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying you're hating on Lou, but a lot of people are like, man, Lou's not what he used to be and all this and all that. And like, I agree, Lou's not what he used to be because he because he's older. But I, I have a question for you. I, you know, we all know Lou is for scoring. We don't know him for nothing else. We don't know him for rebounding. We don't know him for passing. We know him for being a peer scorer. With Kawhi and PG being in front of him, that kind of hurts it kind of makes it hard for him to score because how many shots are you really going to get off, right? How many shots are you really going to get off? And if you're a real scorer, you're getting up a lot of shots because chances are you're going to be missing a good majority of them. But for you to still have a lot lot of points, you're still going to have to be taking so many shots. And how many shots are left after Kawhi takes all his shots, after PG takes all his shots? So my question to you is like, is Lou really washed up or is Lou just not getting the chance anymore? I don't know because he had Kawhi and PG in his team last year. And he was playing a lot better last year than he was this year, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to see. But I, I, I got my bone to pick with Lou Williams, too, because he, he was just lazy when he was on the Lakers. So <laughs> He I, still I, hasn't I, let go of that. Yeah, I got my bone <laughs> to pick with him. He was good before the Lakers. He was good after the Lakers. But on the Lakers, he wasn't good. So, you know, I got my bone to pick with him. But, but, but uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I think he was – look, last year he also had Kawhi and PG in front of him, and I still think he was balling out you know, to a certain degree. And I don't think he's doing that this year, but we'll see. Maybe a change of scenery will help him. So to you, so to you, the Clippers won or the Hawks? I think the Clippers won because I think okay. they got, they got Rondo who, who, who is, you know, like I said, I don't think Williams is clearly the better player. Like maybe you could make an argument, but I don't think the gap is very far either way, no matter which way you go. But, um, but, but Rondo is going to be more of a facilitator and it's exactly what the Clippers needed is a point guard that can distribute the ball and get out of the way. 
and 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 he does that very well. And he's playing off Rondo, so great pickup by the Clippers. Grant, yeah, I think I I'm a, I'm a agree. Rajon Rondo, I think the Clippers won. Um, they need a little more playmaking on that team. Uh, Lou Will also he just hasn't been the same this year. Whether that's you know what you, what you guys are saying, whether that's if it's the usage under Paul George and Kawhi, or if you know he's he's getting a little older and losing it a little bit, but he's he's still going to get his shot. He's going to get his buckets. So I don't think that's a bad acquisition for the Hawks, even though I think the Clippers won that. Um, the Hawks are also getting two second round picks and and a little bit of money out of that. Like trading Rajon Rondo, who he just signed, like that's not a bad haul to get back. But the Clippers definitely won that one. Definitely. I, I, I agree with you guys. And you guys, you, you guys hit, you know, hit it on the nail, man. The Clippers needed a player like, uh, like Rondo. They got a player like Rondo, man. So that's, uh, that's great for them. So let's move on to a real spicy, spicy trade, man. The trade between the Orlando magic and the Denver nuggets, man, the magic, the magic acquired Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, a first round draft pick and the Denver nuggets acquired Aaron Gordon. This is hey y'all. I've heard a lot of takes on this, so I re- I want to hear both your guys' take. Grant, you go go ahead and go first and talk to me. Who you think won this trading? You know, I I recently picked up the Denver Nuggets as my second favorite team, being out here in Colorado for college. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, Jokic is exciting to watch. But besides the fact with this trade, um, it's it's kind of even. I mean, the Nuggets obviously won it this year I think you know looking at it from the Nuggets perspective coming against the coming up against the Lakers last year in the playoffs and they played them well but with an aging Paul Millsap you need someone younger who can defend LeBron and players like that on the wing and the four positions so I think the Nuggets definitely won that this year but the Magic didn't get a bad haul for it RJ Hampton I like him I think you know he could do something in this league if he uh if he grows a little bit and Gary Harris, uh, I don't, I don't know. I've watched a lot of him as the nuggets on the nuggets and he's easy. He's a good defender. He can shoot a little bit, but he's very inconsistent. That's what I was about to say. It, it feels like Gary Harris can just do so much more, but he, he just never gets there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Junior, how do you no, feel about this trade? I agree. I mean, obviously Denver were the trade. They got, you know, Aaron Gordon, and he's going to be a nice piece. Remember, we actually talked about on, on the on the Rumors podcast, too, that, you know, if they could just get a real solid four, and they're, now they're going to have Jokic and a real solid four and Aaron Gordon, and then they'll still have Jamal Murray, and they'll still have, you know, good players coming off the bench, Michael Porter Jr. So, so not coming off the bench. He, he's, he's starting. But but I'm saying they'll, they'll have a really, really solid team, and I think it's going to help them a lot. Um, so I think, honestly, I just genuinely think that the – Nuggets won this one by a lot, but I agree with Grant too. Like it wasn't as lops for the Magic. It wasn't as lopsided as their you know their deal with the Bulls. That they at least get a first rounder. They at least get Gary Harris and and you know and RJ Hampton. We'll just have to see what happens with them. But definitely think it's interesting. It's also interesting. I don't know if you guys saw this, but every player that's in the league that's named Gary got traded today. <laughs> Clark Harris and, uh, and Trent Jr. So. And I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, I, well, it's funny because it's like three areas in the league. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I thought it was funny for sure. But yeah, no, I, I, I like the move for the Nuggets a lot. Like we talked about it. Go listen to the, the podcast if you haven't, but absolutely. We talked about it and they just needed a solid four and, or a solid three. And, you know, Michael Porter Jr. would be interchangeable there, but they got a four. So that's even better for him. Like really, really awesome, awesome work by the Denver front office. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I agree with both of you guys. Um, the, the only thing that I do want to add is, you know, you know, Grant, I, I, I got to let you know, so man, every single episode, John is due for one hot take over here on Clutch Talk, man. And this is this is my hot take, man. I actually think that the Magic won this trade, man. Surprisingly, what? I actually think that the Magic oh. won this trade because, of course, Aaron Gordon is a better player than both Gary Harris and, and RJ Hampton and most likely who that first round pick will be probably right. But I think that RJ Hampton has more potential than Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon's game. Like we, where Aaron Gordon is, he's not going to get better. He's where he's at his potential. He's not going to come down court, 
Sham God crossover behind the back, spin move into a dunk. Like where he's at is his ceiling. RJ Hampton's ceiling, to me personally, I've watched a lot of RJ Hampton, is is extremely high. And also, like how Junior mentioned, you know, if you haven't heard that Trade Deadline Rumors podcast, make sure you guys go hear that. Uh, That video is about to drop on, on YouTube. But what we just what what we just talked about on that pod was do adding Aaron Gordon does that take away from from Michael Porter Jr. and you know if you're an avid listener of the Clutch Talk podcast you know that I'm a I'm a, I'm a big Michael Porter Jr. fan you know I think he actually is going to turn out to be something great and I think that if you put Aaron Gordon there in that same position it's some in in a way takes away shots from Michael Porter Jr. and Michael Porter Jr needs those shots to to get better make make all these mistakes so in the long in the long term you know in the long term I do think that that that, that the magic one Short term, as of right now, as of let's get a championship in these next two years, I think that I think that that the Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets won. I you know I really don't mean to give a cop out answer, but I just I, I couldn't get past the point of Aaron Gordon is at his ceiling, and RJ Hampton, is, you know, who knows where his ceiling is? Is Aaron Gordon at a ceiling though? He's like 25, 26. He's got, yeah, he's got time. Yeah, he's got time. And do you remember like the hype that was around him coming out, like? It was a solid player coming out. I don't think he got – He's all on a good team now. In Orlando, I think he's he can develop player, especially with a player like Jokic. Jokic is like a LeBron, like in the sense that he makes his teammates better because he's just so such a good facilitator. So I, I like to give him a little bit more time. Can, but but do you think Gordon can be a role player though? Because that like that that's his biggest problem is he 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 wants to be the best player and in the NBA – uh, uh, lineups and and positions and understanding your role is really what wins you games. You know, if, if yeah. you're uh, if you're out there a bench player, but you think you're LeBron, uh, you're 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 not going to win your games. You know, you're not going to win games because as a team, you're not going to be there. Is he yeah. going to be able to say, "All right, I'm the fourth best player on this team"? Better is he is he worse than Michael Porter Jr. Though? Uh, is he going to start over Michael Porter Jr.? Well, they can start together because Michael Porter Jr. can play the three. That was, yeah, I had a question for y'all. Do you think Paul Millsap is going to get pushed to the bench, get some veteran leadership on the bench, Aaron Gordon at the four, Corey Jr. at the three? I think so. I think that's how they're going to roll. I don't, I don't think you, you, you go for Aaron Gordon just to bring him off the bench. I think he's solid enough to be starting. What do you think? I, I would actually have Aaron Gordon coming, coming off the bench to be able to, to, be able to provide that, that one – I when I say unquote star player on the bench because you know you, you put him on the bench he's the best player he's the player you go to right and if and if that's what he wants he wants to be that guy make him feel like that guy for the bench unit because he's not it, it's just going to be tough you know like, like again like I said roles and and team chemistry is huge in NBA you take Paul Millsap who's been grinding on that team for a while now and just throw him to the bench right when you get Aaron Gordon. Does that make players feel a type of way? And you know they've been winning with Paul Millsap, and so why you know why why change it? You know why fix it if it ain't broke? So let me ask you this: Has Aaron Gordon ever been the best player on this team? Because when he was in Orlando, Vucevic was already there, but Vucevic wasn't like a you know a star since his rookie year. He kind of developed into a good player. So was that at any point Aaron Gordon the best player on this team? Maybe his first year. Second year, maybe that, and that was it. Until Vooch became who Vooch became, I would probably, okay. probably say his first and second. and and it would and only because of all the hype. It was only because of oh, he's a dunk champion. He's a dunk champion. I would I would say Aaron Gordon has never been the best player on his team. So I think he's already used to not being the man on the team, and 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 I think that you know he'll be able to adapt well. But I don't think he's going to want to be in this role forever. I think he's going to get better. And he's probably going to find his own team and maybe be, go back to being the second option at worst, you know, somewhere like, like what if he went to like the Knicks, for example? I mean, I guess that wouldn't work because Randall plays the four and he's kind of limited to the four. But, you know, I, let's see, off the top of my head, I can't think of a team. But, you know, if he goes to a team that really needs a four and really only has one other star, like I think that I think that'd be solid for him. So, I mean, we'll, we'll really have to see. Maybe maybe Grant can go out there and scout some games for us, some Nuggets games live. <laughs> Grant, you, you gonna, you going to let us know, Grant? <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, but um as for the the buying into the role player part, you know, he's played on a magic team for his whole career, right? Like Yeah. 
bad team his whole career. So, you know, maybe made the playoffs one or two times, a couple times here and there. But I think he, you know, he obviously requested a trade. Um, so I think he wanted to go to a contending team. And so I think I think he he is kind of content on yeah. in that role-playing role. Um, but, yeah. I saw rumors that uh, there was actually a deal finalized to send him to Houston. And he nixed it. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to Houston, right? So I think if he's, you know, if he's picking and choosing what team he's going to, he's going to have to be okay with the better team he goes to, the less role he's going to have. So I think that, you know, I, I, I want to give him a chance at least, you know, see if he's going to be solid or if he's just going to be pouting because he's not getting enough playing time or not getting enough touches. Okay. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. We got, we got Evan Fournier, man. He, Went to the Celtics just for two second round picks. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty clear, man. I definitely have the Celtics winning that. Um, I think Evan Fournier is a much better player than two second round picks. But to, to talk to me how you guys feel about that. Agree with you. I think it was a good pick, pick up for the Celtics. And, um, you know, just, just going to have to see how he's going to fit. I think they needed a big. And I think that they'll probably, if I, you know, if I ran the Celtics, I'd be making a push for one of Drummond or LaMarcus Aldridge or DeMarcus Cousins. I would make it a really big push for them now that they didn't trade for anybody because I think a big could really fit into that team really well, you know? And, I mean, they got Mo Wagner, but still, I mean, I'm talking about, like, just a not, – not a shooting big. I'm talking about, like, a defensive, just strong and, 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 and dominant. Steve, Steven Adams. Steven Adams, yeah, that's what we said on the last podcast. That would be a great pickup, but it's not going to happen because the trade deadline's gone. So now they got to look at the buyout market. Definitely. Grant, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious the Celtics won that. Only two second-round picks. And, you know, I, I was kind of surprised by this after I saw the trade. I didn't know that Evan Fournier was only 28. So he's he's not that old. You know, he can shoot. He can score. He can play make a little bit. He's just solid all around. So I think that was a very good acquisition for their bench. I don't know if it really – you know, solves all their problems and lifts them to that level that they want to be at. I don't think so, but um, definitely a good acquisition, especially for the price that they paid. Definitely. It basically got them free, man. Uh, so l- l- let's go ahead and move on. Talk, talk about the last pick. I mean, the last trade here that we have, guys. So let's talk about the trade between the Denver Nuggets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Nuggets acquired JaVale McGee, and the Cavs got Isaiah Hardenstein and two second-round picks. Who, who you guys got the winner on this one? I got Denver. They get JaVale again. And he's a solid player, and it's going to be a good backup for, for Jokic off the bench. Look at Philadelphia. They got Embiid, starting center, and they got Dwight, a solid center coming off the bench, and he's backing him up and playing real well. Same thing here. They're going to have Jokic, solid starting center, MVP candidate, and they got DeVille backing him up coming off the bench. So I think that um, – I mean, I've already made this very clear. The Lakers should have kept one of those two players. I think Dwight was the pick, but I think they should have kept one of those two players. They didn't. And now, you know, I think that both of those players are going to be playing good backup roles. So we'll see what happens, but I think it was a very good pickup by Denver. And, and JaVale comes back full circle too because he used to play for the Nuggets. Grant, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with Junior on this one. Nuggets won that one. Um, you know, ever since I feel like <laughs> – I mean, obviously this is, this is biased, but I feel like JaVale McGee, like he kind of revitalized his career with the Golden State Warriors. And Definitely, the 100%. I, you know, I like him as a player. He, he's obviously athletic. He can block shots. Like he'll play defense, like maybe not like one-on-one, but he'll block shots and he'll get his bucket here and there. So I think that's definitely an upgrade on the backup center from Hartenstein um, to him. And I agree. Yeah. Not I, mean, up too much. yeah I think he was, he was when, when he first joined the Lakers, I think he, I was like, wow, this guy's going to be one like most improved player. And he obviously took a decline after that, but he's still, yeah. I think his time with the Warriors and with the Lakers really helped him revive his career. So good for him. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I, I, I like that point that, that, that you bring up, Grant. But there you have it, though, everybody. That is all of our trades, man. And that was a, a me, Junior, and Grant going through every single, every single important trade, man, and just talking about the winners and the losers. But before we get out of here, guys, I got two important questions to ask you guys. I want to answer from, for both of those, from both of you guys. So 
first, who is the best player that got traded out of all these players? Who's the best player? Grant, you go ahead and go first, and then Jenny, let me let me hear from you. I mean, right off the top of my head, I think it's pretty obvious is Nikola Vucevic. Um, the man is putting up numbers. It was twenty five plus, eleven rebounds, a couple assists. He's he's he does it all. So, I think. To me, I think he's definitely the best player. Um, whether or not that makes him the better team, you know, I think I think the Nuggets, I, I kind of like the fit of Aaron Gordon and where he fits in the team. So I think that might make him a little better in like contention-wise, obviously, because the Bulls aren't in contention. But I think he's the best player. Okay, how do you feel about that, Jenner? So the best player that got traded for me, I agree with Grant, is Vucevic. Uh, but if I don't want to give the same answer as Grant, I'll probably say Oladipo is in second, and then maybe Aaron Gordon in third. So Magic lost a lot, so we'll have to see. They're really going to have to revamp it in the next couple of years to get a good rebuild going. Otherwise, their fans are going to get pissed because they traded away two good players, you know. But definitely got Vucevic. Okay. And second question is, who got the biggest steal out of all these teams? Chicago. I mean, they Chicago. got Vucevic for nobody, so that's, that's what I think. What about you, Grant? Yeah, I, I, I would go with the same answer, but to switch it up, I, I really like the Evan Fournier trade. I mean, the Celtics needed another bench score, and two second-round picks is all it takes. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. I like that one. Definitely, definitely. I, I agree with both of you guys. The The best player definitely is, is Vucevic and – and I, I like I like how you, you bring up uh, Evan Fournier Grant, but I, I agree I agree with you on this one, Jenner. The, the Vucevic man, him going to Chicago for basically Otto Porter and and nothing is is great for them. But uh, but there you have it though, everybody. Uh, that was another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. Grant, man, thank you very much for coming on. Man. You are absolute great, great, great guest. Thank you so much, man. I, it was it was such a pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on, and I had such a good time. So thank you. It's all good, and, and we're definitely definitely gonna gonna have you back, Grant. And as always, guys, make sure you guys go follow all the Instagrams. I'm gonna put Grant's Instagram right there, right in his little bubble. Make sure you guys go follow Grant's Instagram, man. Make, show him some love. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and put a. Clutch Talk uh, Instagram and Twitter right here. So you guys make sure you guys go follow the Clutch Talk Instagram and Twitter. That's where we drop uh, NBA daily active polls. That's where we drop uh, episode updates and all of that, man. So just make sure you stay tuned, man, for more. And as always, click that subscribe button, man, wherever you listen, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you are, click that subscribe button, man, because we got much, much, much more coming, man. So this is a good this is a great episode, guys. I'm I'm really happy we were able to do this. Grant, you got any last words to say for, for the people? Just wanted to say that, you know, Warriors, you got still can curry still. I can <laughs> but you know, you you gotta watch out for them. They build a little chemistry, they build a little run. Nobody's gonna want to see them in the playoffs. But thank you for having me on, boys. It was it was such a good time. It's all Appreciate good. it. Thank you, Grant. It was fun having you on. Hey, Grant, are you the only Warriors fan in Colorado? Basically, other than my roommate who's uh, who went to high school with me. Uh, yeah, probably, basically. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, but there you have it, though, everybody. That's it, y'all. We out of y'all. Clutch Talk out. Peace.